This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Good morning. Good morning. Now, welcome our listeners to Conspiracy Friday with Charlotte. And this is Glenn's dog that's not barking. Glenn isn't here today. And Dwayne isn't here today. So the question is, can Charlotte fill in adequately for Glenn and David? That David, Glenn and Dwayne. Well, probably not. <clears throat> Sarah is not here either. I know. Sarah's gone. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of us. Happy family. That's right. Happy family. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. I've heard from a lot of you, the listeners, that sent us well wishes for Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. Well, today, apparently, we're talking about slowing the spread, so I assume that we're talking about Kamala Harris. Stop. James, you know we're not talking about Kamala. <clears throat> what are we talking about? Well, we're we're blast to the blast from the past. We're going back to March of twenty twenty. COVID time. COVID time. I'll never forget the NBA canceling their season. I went, communism has kicked in here. So we talking about that time, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> there's so much to cover. I don't know. We must have a specific part. We I've not discussed this with my wife. No, it's probably a redo. So this, um, this was sparked from a November 18th, 2023 post um, on Twitter. Uh, by this guy named Jonathan. Now, this is probably going to be just a rehash of things that we've gone over ad nauseum, even <clears throat> back when Big Jim was still with us in podcasting. Well, so, sometimes we need to go back mm-hmm. and see how see how we did. Mm-hmm. Especially in light of the lawsuits that are going on, the law lawfare um, that's going on with Trump now. <clears throat> and so... I'm just going to go through this thread uh, of this guy named Jonathan. And so he says, remember that 15 days to slow the spread BS that began lockdowns on March 16, 2020? Yeah, well, the week before the lockdown started, each of these tweets happened. You'll probably, each of these tweets happened. I'm sorry, you'll probably want to save them. Okay, so <clears throat> they had this organization called National Vote at Home Institute. Um, so this happened on March 9th, 2020. We would love to see the Texas Secretary of State take the next step and expand its vote by mail capabilities like most of the states in ERIC. And of course, ERIC is the Electronic Registration Information Center. That's, yeah. Louisiana just withdrew from it this year. Exactly. So y'all talked about this. It would do a lot to alleviate the issues Texas saw on Super Tuesday. Um, and so then, um, Eric, the electronic registration information center tweeted, Eric states info is absolutely thrilled to welcome the Lone Star State and congratulations to the Texas secretary of state for partnering with 30 other states and DC to improve the accuracy of Texas voter rolls and register more eligible Texans. 
And of course, we know that everything they say, you really say the opposite of it, except they are thrilled to welcome them. Okay. But <clears throat> they're not improving the accuracy. They're, they're, um, they're making the, the steel attempts clearly more, um, more making attainable. Yeah. Making it easier to steal. And they're not registering more eligible Texans. They're registering ineligible Texans, right? <clears throat> All right. So um, then you have, and you know, you know, let me let me say this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I've always heard that the, the right says that that a lot of this uh, push to get illegals, people who are coming to the country illegally, so they can vote illegally. I, I, I'm I'm not denying that. I just don't have proof of that so much. What I do know is that they're going in and they were they were making people who are, quote, eligible to vote, but they were in nursing homes and in Memphis, and they wouldn't, if they were able to think, they wouldn't have voted for the Democrats. They would have voted for the Republicans. They were old mm -hmm. Republicans. They were getting old. And, and the horror of going into those nursing homes in Texas is where it was really bad. Right. They went, and in fact, people went to jail for it. They went into, and they got old people vote that didn't even know what they were doing. Exactly. Um, and we're going to get more into that more in Georgia, okay. what happened, because again, a lot of this is a rehash of what we've already I, talked about. I like rehashing. Yeah. But not only were there old people who hadn't voted, some of them were just out and out ghost voters. I mean, it was like, Ooh. no, it didn't even exist. Yep. Some of them were dead people. And then you had quite a few under the age of 18 who were not eligible to vote, who were, uh, who were. This is all in Texas or everywhere? Uh, this is, well, this is in Georgia, but it was everywhere. It was the model that was used. Okay, I'm okay? listening. All right, so it was the model that was used. Um, we're going to come to something else here in a minute. The, the widespread voter fraud myth, okay? Widespread voter fraud myth. Okay, <clears throat> so anyway, so Eric is really excited. They they created this way to steal the vote, essentially, you know, and make it legitimate because they were legitimate. They're just wanting to make sure everybody gets to vote and no one's disenfranchised, right? So then he goes on to point out some Twitter accounts. He and he said today's CIA have to have the most embarrassing operatives in America history. So you have these people on Twitter, the United States Postal Inspection Service, um, Oksana Marko, Markarova, uh, the CIA itself, Shannon Watts, um, Norm Eisen. These are all these are all like heads of these weird institutes like, you know, women's right to vote or. Um, some kind of weird ambassador just to some place. Even the ambassador to Ukraine was one of these accounts that was um, just being a microphone for the the voting shenanigans that were going on. So these were accounts of, of people that had been built up to reach thousands of people, and they were echoing the narrative about we just want everybody to vote. Mail-in voting, mail-in voting, mail-in voting. They were hammering that home. Why this is so good. Why are you not wanting people to be able to vote? 
mail-in voting would help the old people get to stay home during COVID and wouldn't get sick, you know, all that. So they were hammering that narrative. They they were very good because they were um, they were stressing the dangers of people going getting out in public while also saying we've got a remedy for helping them helping their voices count. You know, very very good at that. Okay, there were so. Those were arguably liberal accounts, uh, or at best, uh, they projected themselves as neutral accounts. Hey, we're just wanting to create a, a fair and open elections, right? Well, you also had some, quote, conservative accounts. Lost Not Stolen is was another Twitter account, and it described itself as the conservative case that Trump lost and Biden won the 2020 presidential election. Um, also, of course, we all know the Lincoln Project, and you know they were just a they were they were just a megaphone, a platform, just liars, right? They're absolute liars, right? Um, Tammy Patrick, uh, Jocelyn Benson, and Jocelyn Benson, of course, was the Secretary of State of Michigan, and we know what she did. Amber McReynolds. Um, She's with uh, the United States Postal Service. She was a former election official. All of these accounts had big followings, and they were pushing, pushing, pushing those narratives, normalizing what they were about to do to steal that election in 2020. Okay, so uh, do you want to comment on any particular ones of those? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a review. Okay. So, and all this messaging was going out hot and heavy the 1st of March, you know, the first couple of weeks of March, right? And so, Trump, Trump was, the economy was rolling, everything was going. Oh, everything was, it was, it was awesome. Gas were. prices were under $2 a gallon. Mm-hmm. We, exactly. The, the economy was expanding. We had an Israel peace accord, a peace accord with the, with the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Everything was going fine. But. We knew we, and I remember this specifically because Doc was still podcasting the the, uh, the, the secular podcast, um, and um, we were talking about what's this coming along. Yeah, you, you you remember where I first heard about COVID? They were calling it something else first. What were they calling it first? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. And mm-hmm. and Monique sent they sent us a uh, um, in that big gym we used to be that big with big gym oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. She sent a uh, a meme that had. My coronavirus. It was Corona beer. Remember that? That's the first I'd heard of it. Yeah. Oh. But these people knew about it already, obviously, because mm-hmm. they were building up. Right. And I would even argue that <clears throat> those memes like that, it was something to imprint that on people's minds. Gotcha. You wanted them to remember there's a coronavirus out there. We have to be afraid of this. I don't know what triggered the the change from coronavirus to COVID-19 or, or whatever. I if agree. It, was, it I may agree. have been better branding. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to look at this from a marketing standpoint. They didn't want to just call it a virus. They wanted to call it something that, mm-hmm. you know, they want oh, COVID-19. Right. Exactly. So you look at this as a, um, a global Edwin Bernays type marketing psyop. And that's what it was. It was a big psyop. Um, Edwin Bernays was Sigmund Freud's son-in-law, I believe, and he was the one thing I remember about him is when uh, you know Kaiser had um, aluminum. Yeah, interest. 
and <laughs> they got into um, smelting aluminum. You know, they anyway, the byproduct, fluoride was a byproduct of that. And so they convinced Americans they had, you know, nine out of ten dentists recommend toothpaste with fluoride. Colgate with mm-hmm. fluoride. With fluoride. I mean, so it became a, you know, hey, we're <laughs> actually this is just a byproduct we're trying to get rid of, but we're going to, you know, put this as this is this is what you want. You need this this toothpaste with fluoride. And well, then well, you know, I remember in the grocery store telling my mom I want a Colgate because that fluoride. Mm-hmm. And she said we use crest at our house. That's a good mom. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what my dad wanted. So we had Crest. <laughs> I think even Crest eventually put it in there. Yeah. I mean, they all they all did because yeah. at that point, it's kind of like, well, nine out of ten dentists recommend it. You know, yep. who are these dentists? I want to know who that one is. That's where I wanted to go. Uh, I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, the fact that they couldn't say 20 out, I mean, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, they had to because there was going to be something that's going. Oh, I, I'm right. against that. They had to admit that there was all. That. And let me say this real quick. That's true. What she's talking about that that fluoride thing was a big scam, and it's recently come out that it doesn't do anything. Right, it doesn't help at all. Well, they added fluoridation to the water, and I mean, and some now, you know, there's some that are, <clears throat> you know, you got your spectrum of people, and there there's some alternative health practitioners who say, no, it's not just doesn't do anything. It's actually bad for you. I think, I think Dr. Green may be one yeah. of those. I'm not sure about that. I'll ask him next time I talk to him, but mm-hmm. I, I know he knows that was a scam. Mm-hmm. So supposedly it's even affected um, mental, um, mental processing ability, mental faculties, your IQ, that sort of thing. I mean, it, it, it's just common sense. Mm-hmm. An aluminum byproduct does not need to be in our toothpaste. No, so, so this guy was instrumental in getting that scan done, right? And and so, and of course, this was back in uh, I don't know nineteen whenever that campaign came out. So, you have loads of history of how these type mass psyops were carried out. And so, it really stands to reason. I mean, we're beyond. Just doing psyops on a on a test group, you know, like orphans or depressed like housewives. Like they made us think, like they made us think of, in, in marketing when we took it tech. They were a small group and they would test it. No, they're testing us all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you think about that in the Tuskegee Airmen. Okay, um, so un, groups that were okay to be marginalized. Okay. Um, all in the name of advancing science is what it was cloaked under. But then, of course, we come out, you know, there was MK Ultra, which is fracturing the psyche and creating a Jason Bourne type psyche where you could take someone and compartmentalize their mind so much that they could do things under the influence. Mentoring candidate. You know, we just watched that the other day. It was all brainwashing, all of this stuff. They learned from Nazis and, um, you know, the Japanese. They they, they yeah, wanted in that movie. They combined the knowledge of the Japanese, the Chinese, mm-hmm. to yes. to alter the mind with the willingness to do it of the Russians. Yes, yes. And yes. back then in the forties, they thought that the Chinese and the Russians would get along. 
but where people miss on that, just real quick, a little side, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm figuring out from reading the time of Stalin that, that what happens is, and, and you know, Steve used to say this, that they would have the Crusaders try to become communists and then, then a criminal would take over, mm-hmm. which is nothing but a, a Nazi or a, a, a fascist. Right. And so the fascists end up taking over these things. Stalin took it, mm-hmm. kept it from ultimately having any type of combination with the Chinese. But it's interesting to see in that movie, The Manchurian Candidate, they had the Chinese and Russians working together as a communist to overtake the United States, overthrow, overthrow the United States. Right. Good movie. Um, I say good movie. It's it's a must see. Glenn was, it is. Glenn was right about that. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, um, <clears throat> uh, this so I'm going back to this this Twitter thread that this guy put out. I found it, like I said, just very interesting. Here in November, just uh, last week, he put this out, and it's just a recap of what happened in March 2020. The Bolshevik preemptive messaging psyop, and all just within a week before lockdowns, no less. So here are some tweets that he screenshotted, you know, he saved. Um, uh, This guy, as Recline posted, I wonder how coronavirus will shift turnaround turnout dynamics or whether it will i suspect a lot of people particularly older people aren't going to want to be in long lines and crowded rooms again these were people with big accounts seemingly unrelated to ones who were answer them and so they're talking about what's a remedy for low voter turnout due to coronavirus gotcha. and so they use twitter of course this is back when um, that guy named Jack, what was his name? Jack, whatever. Anyway, when he had Leo. Twitter and and they were, um, uh, you know, it, it's understood now that the CIA was all up in Twitter. I mean, all, all of that. So this was all a big psyop going on in Twitter. Okay. So then <clears throat> there was uh, this Tammy Patrick, who was one of the CIA accounts. She said election officials are working closely with USPS, uh, the uh, United States Postal Service, under all possible situations. It will be important to remember that shifts in voting method may result in longer processing and final vote results. Conditioning us. Conditioning us. And that was back March 9th. All this March 9th was a big day when all of this stuff. These, it so happened. Yes. So they were also planting in the minds of people there's going to be a delay in election results because this is new i mean this is going to um enfranchise a lot of people or franchise a lot of people it's not going to be you know disenfranchisement but because this is a new method it's going to result in a delay okay and um anyway this is another thing that the same woman wrote she said other angles closing of schools especially in states that rely on them for majority of polling places. Polling workers and temporary election workers are traditionally from vulnerable populations. Not all states allow for voters to get a ballot by mail. All right, so so the old ladies who pass time by sort of volunteering as poll workers, they're, they're, going to be, they're not going to want to work, so we're not going to have any polls. Right, right. So we're, again, it's the conditioning. You know, it's like, if people aren't thinking of these things on their own, if we are not made people afraid of coronavirus yet, you know, we're so they're they're pushing it. They're building up, you know, and all of a sudden, remember, 
remember all the numbers that were coming out. I mean, they had a death ticker going on. Yep. Was it a, is that early? Not that early. I can't. It was uh, when it really got bad was when the NBA mm-hmm. shut it down. Mm-hmm. That's when right. you started seeing. And I was doing it. I was going there laughing at it because I was like, well, mm-hmm. it, "There's well, there's the flu's going down." Right, right. Yeah. But even at that time, they weren't talking about flu. It was all coronavirus. Right, right. It My point all. is, is that I was mm-hmm. when that when I would look at that world ticker, mm-hmm. I would go, well, "Where's the flu one? Yeah. Let's have one for the flu." Yeah, and they wouldn't put one up. Exactly. Um, anyway, she goes on to say, good news, voting early in the early voting period, there are rarely lines. So again, they are pushing this early voting. You know, we still have early voting as a big push for that. And of course, we're not for that because that allows manipulation too. If you can go ahead and get as many people early voting as you can, you know how many votes you need on election day to, you know. The fewer votes that are, that that they have to worry about. They know Mm -hmm. how many they Exactly. <clears throat> and, of course, this guy, you know, they're they're talking back and forth and they're, you know, several thousand people. They're following this conversation. And so, again, it's a psyop of getting people to buy in. You know, maybe maybe it's be time for me to, to, to do this because I really didn't know where you were going with it. But I think I get this now. What you're doing is is there are people now that are going back and showing that this wasn't organic. This wasn't something that just happened because of COVID or thing. Before the push to do all these things, you started seeing the psyop of, of getting us ready mm-hmm. for, hey, this is how we need to do this. And the lawfare cases got ignored, really, because we were being conditioned to say, yeah, this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. We, what needs to happen is we need to vote by mail. We need to vote early. We need to keep each other from piling up on one one day and killing old ladies at the uh, at the in the nursing homes that want to vote and old ladies that are working at the polling place. That's right. That's what they were doing. Okay, and yeah. you're saying that this this guy's put together Twitter evidence mm-hmm. that this was not organic, that this was rehearsed and ready to go. It was planned. rehearsed, staged, ready to go. Staged. They even had. Stage. They even had the stage conversations down. So this is this Ezra Klein and this um, this woman named Tammy Patrick going back and forth. So Ezra ends this by saying, I'm thinking about the primary here. Who knows what things will be like in November, though maybe this will finally get every state to adopt vote mail. I mean, so they're pointing out the, the problems and this big coronavirus because we've got to start planting the seeds of everybody being afraid of this. So that's what they, they did. Um, Orchestrated. 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 Um, And, you know, then that's when you start having these little liberal, these smaller accounts, these little lemming liberal accounts saying, stay home old people. It's just not worth it. You know, that kind of thing. So, um, and, you know, it's time to start moving voters to absentee ballots now. The push has to start now. I mean, so they had accounts just set up. I mean, they were they were ready to go with the narratives, with the responders to the threads. Um, you know, of course, the, we know how bad the algorithms were. People were getting silenced while others were right. being amplified. Right. Gotcha. So all of that was going on. So people like if I were to have been on Twitter, they would have done everything they could to make it difficult to get my opinion heard. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And they were shutting 
Uh, They weren't shutting people down at that time, but they were definitely messing with the whose voices got heard and whose voices were. This does kind of explain why I was not hoodwinked by it, Mm -hmm. because I was not on Twitter. I had no idea what was going on over there. I was just looking at it going like nothing you have yet. I mean, the whole time I kept saying you still show me nothing yet that there is really even a COVID. Right. That it's not just another flu variation like any other year. You haven't shown me that. More people aren't dying in nursing homes than normal. It's it's people die during the flu season in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And I think so. At that time, Twitter was hitting a peak as far as the users. You know, they had they had built it up, and again, if a lot of it was this, bots. But yes, you're right. 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 Yeah, a lot of it was bots. Um, because they couldn't get enough. To, I mean, you know, you have to. You have to build up audiences and build, you know, and of course, some of these bots had just audiences of bots. I mean, right, it, was, exactly. it was trying to make it sound like this was the overwhelming will of the people. This is what we think. People, old people stay home. Uh, you know, those those nurses. Oh, my gosh. They were the worst susceptible to it. You know, or like right. screaming people stay at home. This is dangerous. You know, blah, yeah, blah, and blah. you remember Doc came home. He'd been listening to someone named Parsovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Posobic, uh, Jack Posobic, saying that these spots are out there making this, you know, this almost like this AI before we really were talking mm-hmm. about AI mm-hmm. was making these tweets, and and it got so bad that even tweets were answering, mean, bots were answering bots with AI. Yes. Yeah. So, and this is another thing when they come out and they say, "Hey, AI is here." It's been here a long, it has. long just time. Really- it, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's the Dwayne effect. Now it's okay for us to know about this part of it, but mm-hmm. we there's there's an AI that we don't know about. Right. There's and always going to be something further. If, if if we know about the technology, it's okay. And it's, that's Dwayne's theory. And it's very much further advanced than we right. uh, than they're they're saying it is right now. So, um, all right. Sorry about that. So <clears throat> he continues. Speaking of preemptive narrative priming, that is a good way to describe it. Preemptive narrative priming. That's a good one. From the CIA. Here's Michael Crow's HCIJ coining the widespread voter fraud phrase. Widespread when voter fraud. When was this? Fraud. This was in, um, this was September 30th. Before the election. Mm-hmm. They were already spreading that term mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is so deceptive what that means. Exactly. Because it was precision voted fraud. Yes. It was targeted. It was yes. it was like withdrawn precision. Right. Um, so it was targeted. By the way, they have shut down um um what you call her, uh, Draza Smith. Oh, have she's they? gone. Yeah, she's not even a presence on the internet anymore. They won. She's the one that uncovered this precision, mm-hmm. how they were doing it with the algorithms, and they shut her down. Right. I haven't heard anything from her. She's not dead. I checked on that. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not sure what. A- okay. HCI. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This was like the Howard Center for Justice or something, and you're talking about the university campuses. Arizona State University. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> preemptive narrative priming and widespread voter fraud. So they were engaged. That was a tactic. Narrative, preemptive narrative 
priming and widespread voter fraud was something started by the, um, well, the communist faction, let's put it that way. I mean, the ones who stole the election. Um, <clears throat> so this was one month before the 2020 elections. Um, let's see. Okay. The Howard Center for Investigative Journalism. <clears throat> widespread, they even made a hashtag for it. They even, I mean, because you could search for it. Widespread voter fraud is a narrative built from minor incidents, gross exaggeration, and outright fabrication. Gosh, I, now this is the news. I didn't know mm -hmm. that they had already planned on saying why yeah. there's no widespread fraud and there's no what because that was the whole thing. I was going, who's claiming that? Yes, I don't know. So they've made they, what they did was they created that. What do you call that? A, a straw man? Yes. Well, so nobody we've said never, it. Uh -huh. never said it was widespread. We said it was targeted. Right. But they were, it, it was 1984. You know, the way they were doing this, they were claiming that we were saying widespread voters fraud. <clears throat> and nobody was saying that. They were just saying there was voter fraud. In fraud five places. In the corrupt places. Yes. Um, well, I want to say this. There is widespread voter fraud. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. They they have shut down that as well, but that's not the complaint we had about 2020. 2020 was that in in Maricopa County, Fulton County, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Detroit, and Milwaukee, six mm -hmm. places they were stealing that election mm -hmm. with with surgical precision. Right. There was widespread widespread fraud going on even here in Louisiana, mm -hmm. even in Texas. But it wasn't what through the election. What through the election were those six. And we wanted to focus on those six because that's where they were stealing. Like, right. And did steal. Like. There's no doubt they were doing that in other areas, but it just tells you how big Trump won. Mm -hmm. Because even with, you know, their shenanigans that they were pulling in Louisiana, they couldn't right. overturn it. Right. I mean, he won bigly. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So. Anyway, he <clears throat> he was um, also this guy, Jonathan, also pointed out that Lincoln Project um, and the RNC were also talking about um, widespread voter fraud. So this was back before the election. They were already in on it. Michael Steele. Um, the Lincoln Project and the RNC. So, um, and, and of course, now all these people have turned on Trump. You know, you've got, um, you know, you've they, they've now just made themselves very obvious. It wasn't about it. It it was all about colluding with the communists to take the election. Okay, and so. Anyway, this guy goes on that they all colluded with the CIA to steal the 2020 election. And anyway, um, they um, also had big accounts that were mocking the conservative accounts that were talking about the you know, precision. And, and, and so they would say, imagine believing that there was widespread election fraud. That's not what yeah, they were. That, I, I see what you're saying, and they were talking about that in September mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. the election. They were setting it up 
to say we're going to call this, we're going to say they're claiming widespread voter fraud sufficient to overcome the election. Right. They knew there was that was their, that was their that was the it, it was done so well I remember it. Yes. All right. That whole idea, the whole thing that the left was saying was no, there was there was not widespread voter fraud sufficient to overturn the election. Mm-hmm. We agree with that. There was widespread voter fraud, but it was not the widespread was not. Right. The precision was. Yes. And they would shut us up. So if I were to get on Twitter and said that, then the algorithm would have kept made it very difficult for you to get to me. Mm-hmm. I got you. So exactly. that's why the James perspective was so great to be able to keep this on your pod beam where people couldn't cut us out. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, <laughs> But I'm sure Google probably would have kept you from. In fact, sometimes it's very difficult. If we talk about certain topics on here, there's no doubt in my mind Google will keep it at all because mm-hmm. I'll test it. And you won't. But if, but if it's something like if we put a podcast about the Beatles, mm-hmm. it'll come right up. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. So. When I talk about these brothers, I don't know anything about Sterling Capital, quite frankly. I'm not prepared to talk about this, but for our listeners, if you want to do some deep digging, um, there are these brothers, David Becker and Douglas Becker, and they started Sterling Capital, which is a venture capital firm in Baltimore in 1983, and they are uh, heavily invested in biotechnology, telecommunications, and healthcare. Um, they, um, are both graduates of John Hopkins University. So we have Arizona State University involved in this, you know, some researchers there and now Johns Hopkins, um, university. So, um, they, David Becker founded, Eric, founded the Electronic Registration Information Center. Did he really? Yes. Along with. In 1983? Uh, no, 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 no. Not 1983. I see. That's when they first started. Yeah, that's when they're sterling. So they, so, <clears throat> I mean, who knows how long they've been doing this, but everything they do is with purpose. It's not just about getting insanely rich. You have to have some motivation like power hungry, you know, just, just lust for power, lust for control, lust, you know, it's, again, it's not just making crazy obscene money. Well, you know, I don't know that I, I, I want to. I, I have to push back a little. Okay. One of the sayings that you'd hear uh, in philosophy over the years that when a, a man, I've never heard him say it about a woman, but I think it's the same because I think Elizabeth was able to do it. You can't have children if you're going to become a listener. Mm-hmm. But um, um, I've got to stop saying um, and I want to tell you something. We're both saying it. I can see it up on the. Oh. Okay. We're both saying um a lot. All right. So our listeners, we're going to try to stop saying um today. I, <laughs> we're both doing it. This is what the the philosophy is that when a an intelligent man focuses all of his energy on one thing, he can move the world. Okay. And I think that an example of that in our lifetime is Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He wants to go to Mars, and his entire focus is on how does that, how do I get to Mars? And that means that I have to build electric cars. If that means that I have to put up satellites, I'm going to do it. But he has that motive. He wants to go to Mars or he wants somebody to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm getting? So it's like this big, huge, daring dream. And in its wake, it's changing the world. Correct. But he's focused, mm-hmm. hyper focused gotcha. on this one thing. So I don't want to say that free enterprise always is a bunch of communists who have an ulterior and motive and who are cheating. I don't think it's that. However, it's frequent. 
Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't want to say it doesn't happen either. I think it does happen. I think that people from the left have benefited very much from big government. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. And the Sterling brothers, you, or the Sterling, in, what are they, 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 what is their last name again? Um, Becker. Becker. Becker, Becker brothers. C K E R. They are well connected politically. Yes. Okay. Yes. Musk is not. Right. Musk is not. But so Becker, the brother David Becker, uh, he's the founder of the Electronic Registration Information Center, which wow. is corrupt. Um, also, Douglas Becker was a close partner of um, KKR. I don't know what KKR is. Makes me want chicken. Yeah, KK, yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, so the Clinton Global Initiative, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he's He is tied in with the Clinton Global Initiative, and he's connected to Hunter Biden um, and, you know, others that are in that, that world. So he is, um, he's, they're, they're tied in with, the the Clinton Obama you know communist effort okay and so now they're also into education I mean not that's not surprising at all well I mean it's um, that attack I mean there's no doubt that there's been an attack on our education system where we're no longer teaching three R's in fact if you do you're considered racist right and instead they're going to this social justice and the Lincoln project Mm-hmm. Which we've talked about already. There's a bunch of lies. The they're, 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 so these people were in, involved in that as well. I guess that would be textbooks. What is it? Curriculum. Oh yeah, curriculum. Also, just communist ideology. Because you, if you, um, I mean, at, at Tech we have uh, a woman who has said she's Marxist. Okay, so uh, and it's. Not not to go on, but they're, and I'm not saying that they are pushing it just as a as a hard shouting in your face. It's more of a soft. It's think who is this, this. again? Uh, my mind wandered just a bit. I'm sorry. Oh, we have a faculty at Tech okay, well, who has indicated. I would be surprised if we did not have some well, Marxists. In fact, we have one right after retired. Mm-hmm, we well, have Marxists there. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. All right. So, what are you trying to say? What's the point about it? Well, anyway, this, this is, is interesting to me. I want to let you know right. you got my full attention. But I was my, my mind wandered on something you said earlier. Mm-hmm. It was ready to move on. But just like there's amplification on social media on Twitter, there's the same amplification on college campuses. So all the way from K up, right? All the way from K. Up. We have well, if you understand that they are going to be in teacher curriculum, so you have all these you know people who are going into education who are creating lesson plans, and look, we've already got your lesson plan for social studies. You don't have to worry about that. And that's why nobody knows about, you know, they get to, uh, sorry, did that again. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about the uh? Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, AOC didn't understand there were, what, three branches of government or something like that. They don't understand how our country civics, is built up. We, we took civics in 10th grade. Yes. And you did learn what each branch, what, how did the bill become a law? Yeah, the checks and balances. Right. What it was based on, our exactly. Western civilization. So, so let me just, you, you, that's what my mind was kind of wondering on when you started bringing up the education. 
it is in college, no question. But I'm with Jim. I don't know that by the time they get to college that they can do a whole lot other than just keep grooming the ones that are susceptible to it. Right. Those like Jim and Doc, Sarah and Katie within the college, you couldn't have sold communists to them in a million years. They're just going to answer your questions and move on. Mm-hmm. And someone like Jim's probably got questions on it. The rest of us just took the test. Yeah. And I think when you went through it late in life, you had to hear all that crap. Yeah, and you just regurgitated. But you had a, you also knew who to take. But but I will say this, that there has been a push, and nobody has to tell me this. I've just watched it. They want cradle through 12. Mm-hmm. They've been wanting it forever. They wanted 13 years of high school or 13 years of school. I didn't want that. I thought that eight was enough. That we could have just done eight, and then if you wanted to go to college, you should go from there and learn your algebra and everything there, mm-hmm. because you have out you'd have college teachers instead of football coaches teaching teaching math and asking find x instead of solve for x. Mm-hmm. And I I and nothing against football coaches. I think football coaches are just as important than that. They mm-hmm. just said I don't want math teachers teaching football, mm-hmm. and I don't want football coaches teaching math. Mm-hmm. By stick, and large, stick yes. with what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some that can do. There's always right. there's always that Renaissance large. man, right? But this 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 idea that right, Louisiana always ranks low mm-hmm. in everything when they say what's the best state to live in. We're low. Well, why? It's going to be well. We don't provide public to the public daycares. Mm-hmm. What they want is they want to send our little kids to a public school so they can start indoctrinating them. Before mm-hmm. they even can talk, mm-hmm. they want to get. That's why we send them to. That's why my grandchildren are being sent to. You know, my Katie, she sent them to a a, a private place. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there I'm umming. You know who pointed that out? I'm gonna give him a shout out, Lewis Jones. <laughs> He's the one who said we say um a lot on here. Gotcha. So I'm very very thankful that he told us. So apologize to you guys as we're trying to break the arms from our. Well, so so when you tell me that this guy Becker, mm-hmm. yeah, got into education, was it from all the way from cradle to to college, or was he talking about college? He was talking about college specifically, but again, there there is a trickle down because you push this type thinking on teachers, and again. It's a preemptive narrative priming. So they're stressing things like equity to teachers, how important it is, equity. We want every child to have the best opportunity they can to have a good educational experience. They'll send them off to college. Oh, make the same grade. Yes. So no child left behind. And I really do think that was part of that initiative. No child left behind is really about equity. And, and what they did, they didn't allow you to move ahead. Right. They couldn't push the one that was falling behind, mm-hmm. so they held back the ones that are ahead. That is an absolute certainty. You've seen that in the scores mm-hmm. coming into college after 2020. Right. All right, so so I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. So I think in that case, that's an instance where trickle-down does work. It does happen. There was a push to stress things like equity and Inclusion. victimhood. So you got, you created a class, uh, I mean, a generation of kids who are victim of something because you, you give them this 
either identity crisis that they're a bully because they were born a certain way or they're a victim because they're born a certain way. You have a, a, a caged mindset. You're not sitting there thinking about learning. You're thinking about this Becker guy which was, was involved in this. David, uh, let's see that it was David and David and Douglas. Douglas. Douglas yeah. is the one that was in education. David. Yeah. Douglas was David was Eric. Douglas was education. Yes. Yeah. So so are they admitted they're college communist? I don't. I, like I said, I don't know. You, oh, you weren't ready to talk much about, about I really right. wasn't ready Sorry. to talk about them, except they were two of the magnifiers of communist thought. And I don't know any other way to put it. You know, it can be soft socialism, whatever. But it ultimately I, I think that socialism is just a, a speed bump to communism. Yeah, you may go over it for a second, but you're going to. End oh, up. no, no, it's it's it's, a, it's, it's different. Um, I went, um, it is different flavors of gangrene. Yes. That's all socialism and communism are. Yes, it That's, all gets bad. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, let me, let me, while you're looking at that, just, just tell you that I, that I'm getting what you're saying is that this has been going on for quite a long time, that they were preparing for this one big event to stop what was clearly a free enterprise president in his tracks to stop him, that these, very wealthy government influenced businesses. We've talked about the, the turn the, on this podcast a lot that there is a turnstile. What's the word I'm looking for? That a revolving door between big government, big business. That these connections get made, and there's no question that that, that people who go into the Senate become wealthy, and they leave the Senate. They become they become what do you call those lobbyists. People? Lobbyists. Thank you. I was going to call them illegal influencers. Mm -hmm. Lobbyists. That 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 these Becker guys were that. Mm -hmm. Eric is definitely. You think about it when you start talking about centralization. That's communist. Mm -hmm. Do you want the local registrar here to count the votes, or do you want it to be centralized? Mm -hmm. And we argue here on the podcast that even though it may appear to be chaos to those who want to control us, to those of us who understand freedom, we want our local person to count them. Why? Because we can throw out on her ear. Exactly. That's the person we voted for. Right. That's the person we're trusting to do Count our thing. votes right. We don't need Eric to tabulate. No. no we, we don't, don't need Eric to report them. She can report them. She call, They used to just call them in. Right. They and certainly they would, did. Yeah, I, I know this from when Wendell was running for sheriff. They, they would call it the, the, the local precincts would call it in to the registrar voters and they would repeat it back. Remember mm -hmm. that they had we yes. had we had poll watchers there, right? Or you know, counting watchers there. So yes, so centralization of voting vote counting is idiotic. We know that because that's that, and and we've seen even in New York recently votes changing from one candidate to another, and they just ignore it. But you know you know why? Because it's not widespread and with enough to to to, to affect the election. All right. So back to did I give you time to catch up on Becker? Where are you next? Um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was pretty much it about Becker. Okay. Another thing that happened simultaneously with these tweets that happened again, early March of 2020, of 2020 was Arizona preemptively placed a huge order for million 
thousands of dollars worth of mail-in ballot processing machines at the beginning of March. So they placed that order at the beginning of the March of March, which was two weeks before the announcement of slow the spread. Fifteen days to slow the spread. All right. So the significance of that is is it wasn't to tabulate live voting. This was to specifically tabulate mail-in voting before we knew it was even going to become a thing. Before COVID stopped the spread, Arizona, somebody in Arizona knew that this was going to happen, that this was going to be a big, massive mail-in election, not, I got you, I got you. And, and how could they have possibly known that? Because it hadn't happened. Exactly. All right. So now I'm starting to get the picture. Mm -hmm. We have all of a sudden these, the, the, there's a push on Twitter with these so-called spontaneous responses setting up for this idea that we're going to have to mail so we can make sure that everybody's voice is heard. And this is before the NBA shut down. This is before uh, two weeks to shut down the or slow down the spread. This all happened, including buying a bunch of machines for something that nobody's ever needed. Before. Right. They put fear about old people getting sick. They express concerns about elections and we've got to think about how we're going to address this now and they also debunked well quote debunked widespread election fraud they, they yeah they created a, they, a, a straw man yeah they created the straw man and widespread we, election and the other thing we don't want to forget we're, while we're tight while we're while we're reviewing they celebrated texas going to eric yes. yes which that was a big big wool over the eyes of people Yes, gotcha. All right, I'm with did. you. I'm with you. So, so this is all taking place before this. They, they, they became the communist cry. Gotcha. That we got to slow the spread. Yes. Which we were laughing at. Yes, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So. Okay. So is that that basically what your setup in is that in March there was the setup for a psyop that that we're going to have to be ready for. Uh, um, we have to be ready for. There won't be any widespread voter fraud that's going to affect the election. They don't want us to talk about precision vote fraud, which is something that they were stopping us from talking about on Twitter at the time with the algorithm. If they did, they made it difficult to find. But I, what I want to talk about before we get into the election, is there anything more pre-COVID pre, pre lie? Well, other than that, in 2019, remember the uh, World Economic Forum ran that pandemic. You're right. Yes. Glenn disagrees with that. So I want for, for purposes of saying that this is one of the James perspective, people don't necessarily agree on. Glenn does not think that's what 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 the what's this Microsoft guy's name? Bill Gates. Bill Gates was doing. That's what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. He clearly said we need a trial run on this COVID or, or pandemic type thing. And they had this planned. I don't know for sure. We, it's not fair to Glenn. He's not here to defend himself. But to me, regardless, it was a psyop. Right. And I think that if you're going to run a psyop of an international scale like this was, you're going to have to get in a lot of different minds at the table to run this so that it ends up like you want it to. Okay. You have to think of contingencies. Gotcha. 
So you're even going to have to get people that are not going to necessarily agree with you so you will know how to counter whatever they're going to throw at you. You're going to have people like the James perspective who are not going to buy in. What do you do about that? I can't remember his name now, but where, where I want to go with that I have fallen for psyops. And one of them was the guy they said was the junk bond guy. Can't remember his name. Michael Milton. Is that it? That's not who I'm thinking about. There was another guy. Oh, not, not the junk bond. The guy who who would take businesses and tear them apart if they were if they should be bankrupt and he would sell the asset or he would make them better. I forgot his name. We went over his name the other day. Where I'm going with this is this guy never went to jail. He never committed a crime. Nobody ever said anything. There's never been anything that he's done unethical. Yet I thought he was in prison because the press was all over that guy. If he, he he's the one who took if you look up Pan Am, he's the one that that took Pan Am, sold the the routes to American or somebody else, maybe Delta, and took the planes and sold them and, and actually made money because the company was worth more in parts than it was together. But then some other ones, he he combined them and made them work, and he made some losses too. Where I'm going with this is when you find his name, that he was the, he was known as, I mean, he had a horrible name they gave him. Nobody wanted you to, to find out that he was invested in your company. Edward Aker? No, no. It's somebody more famous than that. Somebody you're going to, you're going who, who is it that, that bought Pan Am? That's all you have to Stuff. Okay. It said Edward Aker is dismantling troubled airline. His name is Carl Icon. That's what it is. He was he was known. He was considered a criminal by a lot of people. He was the press was totally against him, but he would take over corporations that were not being run well and either sell off the assets like he did. I think Pan Am. It might have been another World Airline, but I thought that there was Pan Am. Anyway, he. He was, if you would have asked me before I looked him up a couple of weeks ago, I would have told you he was in prison for a while, that he was convicted, and he was not. But the press was so bad on him that my psyop is there. I will also say that the same type of thing that Jimmy Carter was blamed for the for the, the interstate system being so slow, that was Nixon. But the, 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 but the Republicans don't want you to know that. I do fall for some psyops. Yes. And... And so, so I don't want to say that I never do. It's happening less and less. Some probably because I'm getting older and 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 I'm getting wiser to the tricks. But I did not fall for any of this mess. And 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 after hearing what you're talking about today, it's because I didn't participate. I didn't watch and read what they were putting out in social media. Now it's TikTok. I mean, my and that's what I thought we were going to talk about was a lot of this this uh, um. A lot of this bad behavior by Ivy League students and minor, what do they call them, the little Ivies? Right. The I don't fall for it. And I don't think it's because I'm smart because I used to fall for it. I was looking at the media just like everybody else and I fell for it. But this COVID thing, I don't even, I know that I'm going to sound like a total kook. There was no COVID. This was nothing but the flu. They named the flu. Just what you said. Coronavirus apparently didn't have enough to it, so they changed it to COVID nineteen because they they must have done a study that oh COVID they're not afraid of coronavirus. Maybe it was like a joke name, 
Yeah, because or there was Corona beer, be, uh, excuse me, Corona beer, and so. And I agree with you that the, the, the main memes. thing was probably it. Look, we'll, we'll ease them into this thing, but this is a serious COVID. Well, we've talked about this before. How some controversial thing, idea, or stance, or belief, or disenfranchised group is introduced to the general public through humor. And then the humor kind of lets down the guard for acceptance. So, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You said that. I remember when they were making fun of homosexuals on as far back as the the movie with the cowboys, uh, the Mel Brooks, uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, yeah. They were making fun of, hold out your hands, stick out your tush, yes. hands on your hips, give it a push. Don't, Don't be a mistake. We're yes. doing the French mistake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. don't be surprised we're doing the French mistake. And they were a bunch of gay people. Let's get him, girls. Remember, we right. everybody's laughing about that. And that was before we met. But I was telling you about that scene. You know, they're making fun of us. going to become accepted. Mm-hmm. All right. But let's go back to what, what I'm really going with. I was not caught up in it. It, didn't, it never fooled me. Because I think it's because I didn't go to the sites that they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, but, I, but we're going to head to taking this thing from pre-flatten the curve, shorten it, whatever, to the actual election. And we're going to go there. But one very important step that we don't want to forget is the masking itself was tremendous success for the communists. Tremendous. And I, at the time, was saying that my argument was that the masking was like wearing a Nazi armband. It lets you know who you are. But they got Ended up after that getting everybody. You even had to wear them sometimes at school if you wanted to keep your job. Mm-hmm. Big Jim's argument, and I think he was right, is that makes something that would be invisible visible. Yes. That we, if we were just saying, hey, there's a flu going around and nobody was wearing a mask, we'd have just gone about our business like, crap, I got the flu. Right. But it, we, yeah. but we were told it was bad. We were told that you're going to die and everybody's going to die. Even little children. Remember, little children are going to die. And they would talk about this this healthy 22-year-old, and you find out he's bearing this table. You're right. right. All right, so right. you were going to say something. I'm sorry. No. I was ranting. That was an imprint on your brain to remind you, to remind everybody, COVID's out there, and COVID is dangerous, and COVID is killing old people, and we really have to keep these children masked 24-7. Remember, there were children on airplanes, two-year-olds. Can you imagine? Yes. Having yeah. to put a a mask on Jack, and it was or even was worse on 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 Red. Red. It was child cruelty. It was absolute cruelty what they were doing to these people. And again, you had these crazy feral nurses. I mean, that's what they were really like. They were rabid. They rabid. definitely sigh off the nurses. They yes. went nuts. The nurses went nuts. The nurses went nuts, and they were hollering and screaming with, at people with, you know, these nurses had their newfound authority. May, may I say this? Yes. It was almost MK Ultra. what it, happened to the nurses. It was. I know one, we know one very good friend mm-hmm. that said that the, the floors at the hospital she was working with were overwhelmed with patients, COVID patients that there was not enough nurses to take care of them, and that people were dying in the halls. Remember that? Yes. Then I watched it. Then I watched the Manchurian candidate and how they pull off that scene 
with the ladies of the club or whatever you want to call them. I, I know that's a book about the garden Georgia. club scene. The yeah. garden club scene that the people that were hypnotized literally saw something different than was reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost convinced without any evidence whatsoever that there was some type of NK Ultra thing that hit these nurses to make them see something that did not exist because this was, this girl's not a liar. Right. She tells the truth. Yes. Why would she lie about that? I mean, she was clearly saying, oh, we're being overwhelmed. So then we checked on the numbers and they were not, it was, it was empty that those floors at the, the time she said it was full were completely empty. Right. There were no COVID patients in there. Right. But also, even if there were COVID people, quote, COVID people there, it's because you had people sitting at home freaked out thinking they had symptoms. And so if they were a little stopped up, they were run into the hospital. And those home tests were inaccurate. They would say you have had it when you didn't. That they said you had it one time. You had you had a slight cold. That's all that was. If that's all COVID was, I wish I'd have gotten that instead of the, the stomach. And of course they'll say the stomach bug COVID too. But my point is is that that's me. I, I, I'm a complete COVID denier. I do I think that was the biggest sigh off ever. I don't think that there was anything but another strain of Well, it may have been another strain of strain of flu, but it was worse than a cold. I will because okay. I had a tremendous, tremendous headache. And I did lose my doc, and I both lost our smell and taste. Which you see, was, I wonder how much that's a psyop. But no, I think maybe they went in and manipulated some flu viruses. All I know is that you weren't willing for me to drink milk. Still, it wasn't that bad. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> but 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 it, but one other thing that you made a point on one, several times about this is that you noticed it at the campus is that. It was taking away the individuality of these patients, these, these students that you used to see in them, and it creates an individuality. But when you cover the face, there was that loss of that and that yes. it, perhaps to, to not be recovered. I don't know that that was going on at, at, at little little kids were having this. And there was never any danger to kids from this flu, this flu virus, never. No. But so they created this illusion that these little children were carriers, were right. asymptomatic carriers of, of this. Again, it was it was totally anti-science what they were pushing on us. Also, the whole masking thing, if you didn't have a cold, you were going to have it after wearing a mask. And as someone who struggles with science, uh, excuse me, sinus issues, I know that wearing a mask just gave me a a chronic feeling of just gunkiness in my nasal and, and throat area. Right. But, but, but it was a bad thing. But the, but the real point is big, big Jim made a very good point that it made something that would be invisible, visible. Mm -hmm. And it was a constant reminder all the way through to the election. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what we have then is they planted the seeds. They've, they've been planting this for a long, long time. I don't know how long Eric was when it was invented, but when they invented it, it was cheap. That's the whole purpose of it. And I don't have any proof of that. You can't come sue me for defamation. I'm not. I am saying, though, that in my opinion, Eric is a cheating machine. All those voting machines are cheating machines, in my opinion. All right. Well, if you go back to when Hillary Clinton was supposed to win, it, it was going on at least that far back, but really in reality further. Right. Right. When they lost that, when they lost the pan, the, 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 the peninsula in Florida. 
that was their whole plan at that point. That was one of their takes. Right. They were supposed to win that one. So in in, tw- in 2016, it was supposed to one of the states that they were supposed to cheat in and win was Southern. Well, they were going specifically the Miami Dade area. They were going to in Broward County. They were going to to cheat there, mm-hmm. and they lost. And the panic started. They didn't know what to do. Right. And in some ways, I think that it it freaked them out because I don't know if they were supposed to show their hand as much as they have. And now, of course, you have to control the narrative, preemptive narrative priming. And so you have to accuse the other side of saying things that we never said, such as widespread voter fraud. And that's so perfect. What you said, the way you put it is exactly what they did. Exactly. So they controlled what our narrative was, what they they put it in our mouths so that it could be debunked. So. So. So, again, two weeks before this, this happened, these the the psyop started. Mm -hmm. It kicked in in gear. It was clear. Again, we got to remind everybody how well we were doing both at home and abroad. Mm -hmm. And even the Mexican president was saying Trump is right. We don't need all these people passing through Mexico to yes. go there. We're going to stop. It. Yes. Even he agreed with it. So he had a, had what I think is a communist in Mexico at the time agreeing with Trump. Hey, this works. You're right. We got to stop this. Mm-hmm. Then they start to psyop. Mm-hmm. They do a very good job. We're going to have to have more mail-in voting. Then just to summarize, mm-hmm. then we know that in Arizona, they were ordering mail-in ballot machine counting machines before mail-in balloting. We even knew this was going to happen. Right now, there was litigation in in Georgia that allowed the cheating. Remember that? Right. Do you are you ready to talk about that, or are we just going to say that? And, and we're that going happened. back to Stacey Abrams, or we? Yes. Yes. Okay. They, 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 but they had they had litigation that allowed the elections to be counted and done the way they did. Right, because it's since been Kemp was definitely, I mean, he's he's uh, he's one of them. He's one of them. Stacey yes. Abrams was out, I, in my opinion, out frauded. Yes. I think she had an argument. I think that that election was stolen. From yes. I do. I know I'm going against the, I'm going against the grain on this. Everybody going, she, she's trying to complain. No, no, no. I think it was more important for them to have a rhino win that election than it was a Democrat because that created what they're all right. So what they are wanting to do to the, for lack of a better word, Republican base was to fracture them. And so that all, all of a sudden you have the Trumpers and the never Trumpers. And so that created a divide. And then of course, Kemp was a never Trumper, but then he had that R behind his name. And so some of those people who really weren't thinking about it, it's like, sore okay, we, pardon me? Sore loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we've, well, we've got to put the R in. You know, that's the the mindset. Got you. You've got to put the R in. And so that created the, you know, when Hillary said, she got cheated and Stacey Abrams said she got cheated. And then they created this sore loser type, especially with Stacey Abrams, not so much with Hillary, but with Stacey. Yeah, you did. Because with Republicans, you looked at Hillary's sore loser, Stacey Abrams' sore loser. And so when it turns and yep. Trump loses, it's like all of a sudden, oh, sore loser. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, you you have to, and, and that's the whole 
excuse for both for for girly boy Shapiro right to say well you know we said that it wasn't stolen from Stacey Abrams we can't say it now well the problem you have Mr. Shapiro is it was stolen from her too yes so it was I believe it was a very effective psyop clearly right. it was let me say this I I believe that that Stacey Abrams thought that she had it stolen that's what she couldn't understand wait a second Turn those machines back on. Yeah, I'm I, one of them. They were I'm supposed, supposed to, to. I'm supposed to be winning this thing. That's why I'm saying it was very effective because they cross party lines. They did. R&D means nothing to them. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with you. They they have their people and what's going to help them achieve their ends. Not that they want help Stacey Abrams and keep her relevant some way or another. They're going to take care of their people. But, well, but, I don't know if they will. They'll kick them on the, out of the cur- off the curb. Yeah. When they're done with them, look at Cuomo. They'll kick them off. Well, yeah, They'll kick them to the curb. They will. Course, I read somewhere the other day that Cuomo is planning to run again. He is, but that's that's mm-hmm. just news. But I want to say I doubt that he can. But here's here's and he might. But this is what I'm going to say. If you read a time for Stalin, you realize that the communists have zero problem killing their own. Yes. They have no problem with. Yes. It. They have no problem with it. It's it, it, that that book is profound. You don't have to read the whole book, but read some of it. You'll see that it's it's not it's not even it's in the millions that he killed. Yeah. Communists kill people and break things. That's what that's all they're good for. Clearly. That's all the government's good for. All right. So with that said, I believe that that you're right, that they started this. I didn't realize it. This is the news for me today is that that it was a concerted effort. It was like, okay, here is the 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 opening note of a big musical. And this is it. It's Mm -hmm. two weeks before we start the, the buzz. Then it continues all the way through. They keep it visible with the masks all the way through the election. Mm-hmm. Trump will wear a mask. They, they were, it was out there. We went on vacation. I, I would not go in and pee at a place that made me wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I, I never wore one, by the way. That's, uh, that's one of my areas of pride. I never put <laughs> one on. The, the, so, so. You know, another thing just about the mask thing that was so funny to me is. Of course, now we know what the what they're telling us AI capabilities are. But I remember people even putting on Twitter pictures uh, like in the early 19 early days of photography of people wearing masks for like different epidemics or whatever they had almost, you know, trying to reinforce this is is normal. Yeah. And there was do this. There was not a single and I looked for it. There was not a, and I do medical malpractice, so I, I have access to medical research. Mm-hmm. And I did a medical research just to see, was there any, any peer-reviewed article saying that masks help? And all of them said no on viruses. Remember Big Big Jim? It's a virus. It's a virus. You're not going to stop it with a rag. Yes. You're virus gonna is going to virus. The virus is going to virus. It's going to do this thing. You can't stop it. Right. Yeah, you remember that? I do. And he, I do. Over and over, he said that, and and that's what those articles would say. When you would, if you look at, and you can still do it. Go back and look at any if you if they still make it available. Look at any peer review article written before 2020. They said masks because the the uh, the, China, the Japanese would they would wear right. them, but it doesn't do any good at all. But again, that could have been part of the psyop. When you look at Yes, they were putting this information out two weeks before 15 days to stop the spread. But years before, there were 
groups of Oriental people who were wearing masks. You would see you know, big crowded cities, people on subways wearing masks. Now, to me, of course, those people are very compliant. And so if you look at that as part of the subjugation of the West, look at these people over yeah. here. They care about each other and they're wearing masks on subway and not they're keeping themselves well or others well. So you create a normalization in one pocket of society. Your freedom is killing people. Yeah. That's really what they were saying. Yes. That's and I exactly kept saying right. that. No, you're, my lack of freedom is killing people. Right. So, so agree. All right. So, so what you're saying is that it started. They kept it perpetuated. Mm -hmm. And you're not ready to talk about any of them but Georgia. Let's talk about implementation now of the election. Is, is that where we're heading? Yes. So in Georgia, um, all right, so Trump's legal team, they are one. All right, so y'all talked about the, the lawfare that's going on. So they're accusing Trump of trying to overturn the election. But really what Trump's team is trying to do is say, here is evidence of the fraud. We're not trying to overturn an election. We're trying to expose the fraud. Basically, as as basically, but to put it this way, over 200 times in those those the, the, the indictments, they are saying that Trump tried to overturn an election that was legitimate. Yes. And the defense is it wasn't legitimate. Okay, that's that we should be able to put proof of of the, the, the fact that it wasn't legitimate. I don't know if that's what you're trying to say or not, but go ahead. What happened? Here? Right. So in Georgia, what they found was that. All right, so Biden, Biden quote, won Georgia by 16,000 votes. So that was a razor's edge. And it was revealed that 2,500 felons voted illegally, 66,000 underage voters. Now, it was argued that, you know, they were turning of age. I don't, I don't know how they're calculating that but there was an argument about they were turning the age voting age at some point during well, that time here's what the argument was i remember now okay they voted absentee when they were minors but by the election day they were made okay okay so but they cast their vote right sorry. as minors the, 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 the rule of law is gone yeah oh it is um thousand and, and these are just rounded numbers of course a thousand voters uh, were illegal uh, votes because they were cast from a post office address, post office box. Uh, Five thousand voted past the registration date. Ten thousand were deceased before the election. Uh, Four hundred cast votes votes in another state. Fifteen thousand changed address before the election. And 40,000 moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to Election Day and failed to re-register. So just those numbers alone. And those are things that we're able to get without seeing the ballot. Yes. All of this is without seeing the ballot. Right. Right. So that alone is, you know, just tens of thousands of voters, you know, over 100, you know, 100 to 200,000 were questionable. questionable. Yes, questionable. And so they're they're basing these laws, these lawfare suits on he knew he lost and he's just trying to go in there and 
overturn he, he was trying to overturn a legitimate right. election, right? So anyway, but all this to say they they have even controlled that narrative. So they created this um, January 6th scenario to make it look like that Trump was behind all the way up to that certifying the election, you know, was trying to put his people in place. And then you find out there are all of these feds that have done this. So it's well orchestrated from the time of trying to get people to care about grandma all the way to we're putting feds in Trump gear to make it look like he's trying to overturn this election. It's that's good stuff. You, what you've done, you say, was is review. What it really did was consolidated it. You're able to put it into one, one good stated that this was this was being planned long time ago. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, and I think it's because the world was a better place under Trump, and there, it really was. That's why I voted for him. Right. The second time, I did not vote for him the first time. I did not no. think he would do these things, but this guy clearly had us headed in the right direction mm-hmm. when it came to economy. He had the Middle East settle down. He had the Russians backing down. Do you really think that he would that they would have attacked Russia? Would have? I think. Well, you know, not the Ukraine war was nineteen eighty four. I don't think that was. Oh, real. Yeah. You know, it's all a psyop, and it, and when you and, and I, I I stuck with that when everybody thought I was crazy, including Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going like, no, it's a real war. People get killed. I don't believe that. I don't know that they are not in any more numbers than normally. I don't know. You know, knowing what they can do with AI, knowing that there is no way for us to know personally, even these reporters on the ground that are over in Ukraine supportedly. Remember uh, early on, there were people over there, you know, it's like just. I see it. Yeah, I'm right here. This is what's going on. Well, there's AI. And I, of course, I always get back to this. You know, there are wars and rumors of wars, and you know, in the end times, whatever you you know define end times as. But this is a you know wars and rumor of wars period that we're going through because how do we really know? I mean, exactly, exactly. But anyway, you be you made a good. It was a good summary of it all, and, and a reminder that this thing was not. They, they want to make this sound like, well, you know, we couldn't help COVID. They knew they were doing the COVID. They knew they were doing it from day one. You know, another point, too, you started making criminals out of people who were not wearing masks. So, you know, those who wouldn't wear masks. Couldn't fly. You couldn't. You, you know, people who didn't wear masks, people who didn't uh, get the vaccination. People, so they, they started creating a them against us you know, uh, us against them, they they were creating that fracture right there. And I think a lot of people who had quit watching the news by then, which we certainly had, um, you know, well before 2020, um, we were not buying into any of these narratives. We weren't buying into the control narrative that they were saying our side adopted. And we certainly weren't buying into their narrative. And so they didn't know what to do with us except to call us criminals. Call us criminals. And you remember, remember the guy jogging on a beach in Florida? Oh, my. By himself. California. That was Oh, that Florida. Was it was Florida. Florida. That okay. was okay. DeSantis okay. is Florida. That's gotcha. why I think that everybody, including Trump, needs to say we made some mistakes. We're mm-hmm. not going to make them again. Yeah. I don't blame DeSantis. That was at first, that's what they were saying. You need to shut down. Mm-hmm. But that guy running along that beach was hurting nobody. In fact, he was making himself healthy. 
right. and then a big old fat police officer who probably is dead by now tries to chase that guy down and they play the the uh, Olympic song that was that what that, that movie with Olympic song. Uh, yeah, uh, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire song. He takes <laughs> off running. Out passes him up. Ultimately they find him and arrest him. Yeah. Made a criminal out of a person who is jogging on the beach alone. Right. Alone. Right. So people who don't wear masks, people who don't get vaccinated vaccinated, people who question the origins of COVID. People who actually start saying, hey, this is not looking right. This is what it looks like. It's a manipulated virus. They've spliced it, you know, had some manipulations. It was the flu. That's all it was. Anyway. <laughs> it had some funny symptoms, but it was the flu. Um, but they, again, you, it's, if you create an element of people that you criminalize and you have people hollering at you, have the brown shirts, you know, because they had got all the brown shirts in line. And have them screaming down at, you're not wearing a mask, you're killing my mother. Or, you're, you know, you don't have your kid's mask, get off this plane. You're, you know, it's like, you're terrible, terrible people. So you you set up a, a frenzied mindset for these crazy liberal people, you know, and it's like, you're just not thoughtful. You're, you're not hateful. taking the vaccine. You're, that yeah, you're, you're, you're thoughtless, you're heartless, you're terrible. So by the time they get to... January 6th, you've already created a mindset in these people. And so they immediately say, you know what? Those are those same people that wouldn't wear a mask. They wouldn't get vaccinated. They went about their lives. And now they're doing this. They're trying to upend American society. They're not, they're, care, they're, they're not caring. They're heartless. They're unkind. And so you create a criminal element there. Let me tell you something you may or may not know. Did you know that they are going through the airline manifest and anybody that flew to Washington, D.C. on or about January the 6th, including those who never even went to the to the uh, Capitol building, that just watched the speech of Trump. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. If you flew on or about somewhere near there to Washington, D.C., they are tracking you down. They're looking at your uh, they're looking at your social, social media. media. They're looking at your emails. They're doing everything they can. To arrest you merely for going to that event. But Glenn and I were going to go. I wonder because yeah. we were thinking about we were going to. But Glenn and I were thinking about going. I know. And he got called to do something in Alabama. One of his one of his stores had a problem. He had to go resolve it. A divine intervention. Yes, and he and it was. It didn't take long. The time he got there, he fixed it really quickly. He was on the way back. So mm-hmm. we even we thought about saying, "Nah, not enough time now. We didn't go." Right. And if there's anything I know about you and Glenn. You're not going to be swayed by a crowd and go rush the Capitol. I mean, you couldn't have made me do it. Right. You would have been on the first of all, I know you hate crowds and you would have been kind of like I've been on the periphery on the periphery. (laughs) Exactly. But it, it, it was crazy. The the feeding frenzy the left had with people perceived to be right, you know, on the right. So, so the question I have for you to summarize, we're, we're well past our time, yeah. but but I, but I want to, I, I told you I was going to throw this at you. Hope you've had time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Do you think they can do it again in 2024? Do you think they can cheat the same way? Are we going to allow it? I mean, things like, remember in Detroit, they were blocking people from being able to see in the vote counting. The tabulation. Mm-hmm. Remember, they put up cardboard or some kind of mm-hmm. something that, where you couldn't see them. Yeah, they put up big poster boards. They were making the Republican poll counters stay on the 
basically in another room. You couldn't have seen it. You were, you, you know, the, the lie that Georgia shut down because of a pipe breaking that didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, the, going through 50 times the same ballots. There's no question they cheated. If you paid attention, you know that. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is, can they do it again? Or do because Trump says we're not going to allow them to cheat again. Does he mean we're going to overwhelm them to the point they can't? Because, see, I don't think they tried to, to do anything in Louisiana this year because we're so such a red state. Right. That we every statewide election went 100 percent of it mm-hmm. went Republican in Louisiana. And I think they did try to cheat. We got rid of Eric. Eric's not in Louisiana. Whoa. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, do you think, do you honestly think that that our overgrouper viewer that's in there now, Edwards, would have got elected if it had been fair election? Mm-hmm. No, but I think it's become so overwhelming now in Louisiana that you can't cheat anymore. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's what he's saying? I don't know. I don't know because he has not said how he's going to stop cheating. Maybe he don't want to tip his hand. I don't know. Right. But he claims that he's not going to let them. We're not going to let. He says we aren't going to let them cheat again, steal it again. Mm-hmm. How does how does he how does he plan on stopping? As long as they have voting machines, I don't see how you can. Right, and I understand that. Of course, like you said, getting rid of Eric is a, is a big step. Now, of course, they're going to continue to try, and they've got big huge major money behind them as far as is stealing this i think first of all you have to have people of true integrity in your offices that make those kinds of decisions so uh, jeff landry i think um, people have their opinion of him but i am fired up about well, jeff I mean, landry we got to we i've got to be careful about it too mm-hmm. because i'm so not jaded in the word but it's mm-hmm. it's become cynical right and yes. and and immediately when when milieu gets elected got elected this week in argentina you start seeing conservative writers saying ah nothing's gonna happen and i think that you got to be careful about that i was laughing about this guy the week or two before I had not heard of him until right before the election but right before the election they were putting they were putting them up the the, the liberals were putting it up as this guy's a madman Mm-hmm. But then it was getting replayed on, on. Do I need to stop? The, so the conservative or the libertarian part, mostly I listen to, have I watch, I go to libertarian sites primarily. Started playing it, saying this stuff. He, I know he seems crazy, but he's saying some things that are right. Trying mm-hmm. to get rid of, you know, equity inclusion. They have they have a department of that in Argentina. He's already killed it. He hadn't even. He's already killed it. Mm-hmm. He's not even in yet. Mm-hmm. He said it's done. He started. He said that's the first thing I'm gonna do. Is out of here. Yeah. He doesn't like woke. Well, I think that you got to give him a chance. You got to say, hey, yes, I understand. He's gonna have a legislature, probably deep state, just like here. But this guy is a libertarian, and there's no question. Mm-hmm. And you got to hope that he does right. You got to say, hey, it's better than a communist being put in there. Right. Now Boris Becker wasn't. Didn't he start out the same thing? The Becker same way. Is that Becker, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. I'm sorry. That, uh, Boris Johnson didn't he start out as? Yeah, you 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 obviously you podcast with us, but you don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. We talked about that when he got COVID, and they treated him. Remember, there was some someone with an R that you should Ridmazir. Rid, what was it? That you should, oh, remiz, yes, 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 y
for COVID. Mm-hmm. He, he went the other way when that happened, and he was basically became one of them, and he could not get it. It, it, it paused the Brexit thing. Remember, mm-hmm. he didn't push that through. Yeah. So I think he started out with was going to be that way, but I think he got MK Ultra. Yeah, well, it's kind of like Dad always said about Reagan. He was far more effective his first term, mm-hmm. but his second term after he was shot, it's like it was a different. Yeah, different I remember him saying that. And I can't. I have. To, I'd have to go back and look to see. Right, but, but I but with with but the point that I I'm trying to make is when you get a. Uh, Mike Johnson in, mm-hmm. you be thankful. Yes. We got McCarthy out and yes. he, he released J6 stuff. I said, look, he might not work out, but I'm glad we got him for now. Right. You know, he right. sounds like to me he's good. Well, and, 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 you, and don't forget, what's my litmus test on any politician? Did you contest Did you contest the election in 2020? If you didn't, I have no use for you. Right. Zero. Right. I have no use for you at all. Yeah. If you're not willing to say that election was stolen, rigged. I'll let you say rigged. Mm-hmm. You don't have if you don't have that ability, if you won't say, well, he joined that Texas lawsuit, helped write it, John, okay. Bo- Mike Johnson. Did. Gotcha. He gotcha. has been vocal that that election was stolen. Right. They don't like this guy. Right. They do not like him. So as far as I'm concerned, he's he he he, he could do some negotiating. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. We don't have to get everything we want. I admit that. Mm-hmm. And but but I, I will say this. He needs to do what he did. He needs to, to do small budgets back before, like they did before Nixon, where you didn't do this one big package. You voted on individual things. He needs to do that. We don't need an omnibus anymore. But we'll see how he does. My point that I'm making is we have that happen. Did you see that a Norwegian, the, Nor- the Nordic countries all went populist? See, I, I wonder if that's part of, if that's a vision of things to come. For our country, because I wonder if it's if they figured this out, this rigging out. It's been going on globally, and they're Argentina's paper ballots. I think okay. paper ballots, purple thumbs. Okay. I think they are. Okay. And and we need to get that back in Brazil because I I will mm-hmm. say this again. You, if you missed that podcast, you know you know this that I have always said that the country that I would say keep with the United States resources is Argentina. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way from the Arctic, Antarctic, all the way up to tropic. It's mm-hmm. got ports. It's got uh, good weather. Yes. They, they, it's, it's, it's very good for growing cattle. Mm-hmm. If they ever became free enterprise, they would be like Chile. They would be somebody to deal with. Mm-hmm. And Brazil was on its way till they cheated in the last. Yes. They did the same thing they did. But, but what I, but. When was the Brazilian election? Last year. Last year. So, so where I'm going with it is Dwayne is under the impression they can't keep doing it. It's going to get more and more expensive and more and more difficult to do. They have got to come up with a new plan. Mm-hmm. So what I find the fun of your podcast today is we need to be watching and listening to what the opponents are saying to find out what their plan is because they did tip their hand. Mm-hmm. They tipped their hand two weeks before mm-hmm. and we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Trump didn't see it. Now I did. I'm gonna say this. I saw it the day they says that they're they're pushing this to do mail-in balloting. balloting. Now where I got it, I don't know. I'd like to give credit because I know that there's no original thought. Somebody out there helped put this in my head, and it could be a conglomerate of people. But I remember going into that. I said, this is nothing but for them to cheat in this election to kill the economy too. They wanted to kill the economy. It, it, it was it was great. 
Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. The, the, what the what the communists did was brilliant. Now the thing was they they couldn't rule. I mean nobody, but they, but you know, but that Manchurian candidates was in there. That was intentional. The Manchurian candidate when you when I don't know if people understand what that means. The Manchurian candidate was not the guy that fired the shot. Mm-hmm. The Manchurian candidate was who they were putting in office. It was the Biden? Yes, he was Biden. A, he had no brain. No, you brain. have to watch it scary guys how much that movie predicted. Mm-hmm. Now, there was going to be an assassination. I've said before that they might try an assassination to get their Manchurian candidate in, but they just wanted somebody in there they could control. Mm-hmm. That's all it was about, and they could control that. Right. They, he was an idiot, mm-hmm. and that's what we have in there now. I don't think that – I do think this. I think that Biden's out. I don't think they're running him. Mm-hmm. I think they'll wait wait till the end to do it. We just need – well, you know, if you want to know the truth, that's the first thing we're seeing. The left has turned on Biden. Yes. Why? Why have they turned on him? Yes. They get him to put somebody else in there. Well, I think one of the things that this alerted me to is these are probably some accounts we should follow. So this Jonathan guy, he had these CIA narrative accounts that he was following. So if you want to know what they're going to do, I think that's a place to start. Of course. Now, this is the, the thing, too. So Twitter was the place to be during that, you know, during the most recent election. That was the place to be. And all the liberals are now saying, oh, this place is terrible. You know, this, but they so they're can't, not. But they, can't, they can't find another place. No, they can't. And so I'm wondering if we, I mean, TikTok, TikTok is like, it's like going to TJ Maxx, you know, one of those that just has bins of clothes everywhere and you can't even find anything. I mean, it's just, ugh. I've never been to TJ Maxx, but I get it. Well, the one here in Ruston is okay, but I've been to some where it's just, it's it's like a bad garage sale. And so that's <laughs> kind of what they're saying Twitter is, is like, you can't find anything. You know, it's, it's kind of that mess. Well, I mean, they, they, they can say what they want. The best at keeping speech free right now is that forum and mm-hmm. free speech is free speech. You got to let, it's got to happen. We are going to make a presence on that. I'm going to say that we got to go. We're way over time. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we're going to make a presence on, on X. There were some things that kept us from it. We think is probably MK ultra type things that kept us from doing it last Friday, but we will, uh, <laughs> we will get it done. You know, I have got to say that, that you had a clarity of thought today that was amazing. And I have a feeling it had something to do with carnival. Oh, my goodness. No, it was Southern Wedding Cake. Southern Wedding Cake. Oh, my goodness. So, PJ's Coffee, specifically PJ's Coffee in Houghton. That's where this came from. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This morning when James brought my coffee to me, I took a sip of it. And I knew immediately it was the Southern Wedding Blend. Now, I've said before, I really like the French roast because I just like the pure taste of coffee. But that was just a little special holiday kick. It was absolutely delicious with just a little touch of cream. And she wanted a podcast as soon as she had her food. She started really working hard. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your preparation on this. It was enlightening. I'm glad that we had the review. Mm -hmm. And we, we hope that we pray for the safe travel for our family who all went off to my mother and right. and, we, and 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 the Kansas City, Kansas City Star. Yes, Glenn Cox is traveling. Right. So keep all these folks in our prayers, and also these Jeff Landry, Mike Johnson, even Joe Biden. And you know, me and you. Ultimately, we know.
God is in control and we need to pray for our leaders like we're commanded to do. I pray for me and you. I want him to turn Argentina around yes. so yes. much. I pray for Georgiana. Mm-hmm. I pray for these people. And by the way, I'm just going to have to say this on the on the podcast that Kim and David, Charlotte's Charlotte's brother David and Kim were in a very bad motorcycle accident and Kim was left paralyzed. And she's having feelings of feeling in her legs and able to seriously move. Yes. There is that's a miracle for us. We're so happy about that. That was several months back. And, and it, we, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte never gave up hope. I've got to tell you that. And, and it's been a wonderful thing. But we had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We hope all our listeners do appreciate our listeners. We, I really do. And we'll be back Monday. We're going to be talking about the KPLC cell sale in Lake Charles and the rent legal ramifications of it. A most fascinating case that you probably could make a movie of. There was so much going on there from my old stomping grounds in Lake Charles. Hope you guys will listen. Thank you. You have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday. Bye.